to Jesus again and trust the Holy Spirit to help us. Yesterday, last, yesterday, yeah, not last week, yesterday, you know, we talked a lot about, uh, uh, you know, Jesus coming into that place of assignment. We talked a lot about, you know, um, I would really like to hear from us anyway. The video is clear as well as the voice. Thank you. That's awesome. I would like to hear from us what has been, because this is Bible study. It's not just about people just coming to share to share. Let me hear from us. At least I know Moji has been following. I know Diola has been following. I know some of us here have been following. So please, let me hear from us. What has been your take-home points? What has been the punchline for you since we started? What has been your aha moment? What has been that word that is just resonating in your heart? What has been that thing that, you know, you keep keeps coming back? Because this is God's word. We're doing a study. So uh, uh, it's meant to be a two-way thing. So I want to hear from us. Ah, thank you, Pierce. Thank you. God bless you. I appreciate that. So I want to hear from us, guys. Talk to me. Talk to me. I want to know what has, what has been. I've said so many things. So, yeah, I want to hear. You know, I, I, it's not the mm, bam wonderful. I want to hear what is the bam wonderful that has hit your spirit, man, and you know has just been like your uh, aha moment. Come on, guys. Ten minutes is almost done. I want to read from you. I want to read from you. We've talked about Jesus. I know I talked about Joseph yesterday, and I talked about how we needed to have the needed capacity, the needed capacity you know to to be able to accommodate what god wants to do and i know i stressed a lot about how god would not re reduce his standard just to fit you in no uh, rather he would raise you up he would he would put you in circumstances and situations whereby you are thoroughly furnished thoroughly furnished can we look at that scripture thoroughly furnished I'm still waiting for a comment to what has been your aha moment. Talk to me, guys. Talk to me. Talk to me. Glory to God. It's your first time here. Oh, I should ring a bell for you. <laughs> Dada Sarah, Tinola, I should ring a bell for you. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God. So those that are not their first time, Diola, Moji, I know it's not your first time here. Share with me what has been that big, you know, that, that thing that just keeps resonating. Because I know I've repeated a lot of things since we started, you know. Adolapo uh, said that there is more to Christianity than making heaven. Awesome. And there is more to God than Him supplying our needs. Awesome. Bravo. Awesome. There's a lot more, you know, to our relationship with God. It's a lot more than just meeting our needs. That's not why Christ died. That's not why we're born again. We didn't get born again just to make heaven. If that was the case, the day you got born again, then He should have just raptured you. But He left you here. There's a bigger assignment. You know, but the devil has conveniently kept us in that place where all we can see, you know, is our needs, our needs, our wants. It's like the children of Israel. God is saying, come out of Egypt to a land that I will show you. Come out of Egypt. 
to, 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 to a land flowing with milk and honey. Come out of Egypt. I want to make you my armies. He says, we, you know, when they were describing the children of Israel, if they called them the armies of the living God. They didn't look like it. I'm telling you, these were slaves for 400 years. And imagine God is saying, these are my armies. I mean, can you just imagine how God thinks? It's, it's one of the things you will learn as a son. How God thinks. How God sees things. How He sees things. He doesn't see things through our human eyes. We, we always like to judge God based on our human thinking and the way we see things. We feel God is human like us and He sees things the way we see things. No! God is a lot more... Ah, if only we can see. He sees beyond. Beyond what we see. He calls things that be not as though they are because He knows how they should be. And that's why he would look at an Abraham and say to him, I see father of nations, even though he didn't have a single son. So one of the things we learn as we grow as sons is that we learn to understand how the father speaks. How the father speaks the things that he says. His thought pattern. How he visualizes things. How he does things. A very practical example also is with Jesus. That at Jordan, Jesus had not done any miracle, at least recorded, hadn't done any miracle. And the father said, I'm pleased already. So what was the father pleased with? So we begin to understand that some things are big deal to God. That we ourselves, we, are, we would have thought that God would say concerning Jesus, I'm pleased with you at the end of his ministry. When he was going to the cross. But this was the beginning. And the father said. Because you have assumed the role. Of a son. I'm pleased with you. He had not healed any sick. At least recorded. He had not raised the dead. He hadn't raised Lazarus. He hadn't multiplied the bread. He hadn't helped the blind man to see. He hadn't done any of that. But yet, the father says, Jesus, you are my beloved son, and I'm pleased with you. Can we see how powerful sonship is? When we come into sonship, sonship is like a realization of our assignment. It's like a realization of why we are here. Our purpose is a realization that our lives is much more than what to eat, what to wear, what to drink. Once we come into that realization, the Father is pleased. Can we see how the Father thinks? But we would have thought the Father would be pleased at the point where Jesus began to do miracles. That, those are the effects of sonship. Glory to God. Those are the effects. You begin to see the fruits of sonship. But that you've taken time to be rooted. You've taken time to be grounded. The Father is pleased already. He's pleased. He says, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Glory to God. In whom I'm well pleased. Yes. Hannah says, it is important to have a relationship with the father. Asking what is on his mind. What will you have you do? Starting from my family. Awesome. We need to be about the father's business. That's what Jesus said. How be it? He was at age 12. 
He said, I should be about my father's business. That's the totality of my life. Why am I here? Why am I here? What is the totality of my life? The totality of my life is, should be found in Christ. And it's not name tag. It's not, oh, I'm a Christian. No, it's in the relationship. God is not looking for a, a religion. He's looking for a relationship. That's what he's seeking. He's not seeking a religion. And I said it from the very first day. Christianity is much more than a religion. It's much more than a way of life. Christianity is relationship. At the heart of Christianity is relationship. Look through the scriptures. The icons of the Bible. What the father was seeking was a walk with him. A relationship. Establishing his pattern. Even with the children of Israel. That's what he was doing. Said to the children of Israel. Come out to a land that I will show you. To a land filled with milk and honey. But they were stuck on the garlic and the cucumber. Oh, I pray we are not those kind of people. Stuck on the garlic and the cucumber. They couldn't even see what God wanted to do with them. God said, you are my armies. I'm raising you as an army. Even though you've never fought any battle. But I'm raising you. And that's why they went through that wilderness for 40 years. It was supposed to be 40 days. But God had to train them, had to prepare them. Because he knew if they came out that way and they met war, they, oh, they will run back. And so it's a winning process. God has to win you off milk. That's how you begin to train as a son. He will win you. Win it. How many of you are mothers here? I know what some of us went through trying to win your child off breast milk. It was so emotional for some people. Some of you will have to uh, go and drop the child with your mother for a few days, a week. Some of you will have to maybe put the child with a nanny or a grandma in another room, you know, and then the child will cry and cry for breast milk and, you know, and all of that. And you're like, I'm winning him. I'm winning him of breast milk. I'm trying to get him to stay with solid milk. And so every son to be will go through a winning process we have to be ready to be weaned god can't be having children who want to just be children all their days all their lives no it, it, it kind of shows you know imagine even as a father and your child is just behaving like a child even at age 18 you know how you feel if you had a friend that the child at age 18 is trying to still behaving like a 12 year old. Even you, you'll be like, ah, alright, what's wrong with this child now? You're 18, don't you know? Come on, grow up. We say that to our own physical children. How much more God that you are still staying at milk level and you are still asking for, asking for this and he's looking at you and say, that was the problem of the other son. The story of the prodigal son is the story of two sons who were lost. Now hear this. One was lost out the other was lost even in the house. And I think the one that was lost in the house is the most dangerous one. Because here he was debating over a kid. Say, I've been here. You've never given me and my, and, my, and my friends a kid to celebrate. And the father is saying, when the whole estate is yours, come on, grow up, son. Grow up, son. So meanwhile, all he was doing while he was with the father, 
was he was he had servant mentality even though he was a son did you guys see that you know we focus so much on that son that went out and squandered the father's goods that's a different kind of being lost but this one was lost in the house that is dangerous i mean that is more pathetic you shouldn't even be in that kind of situation where you are in the house you are supposedly serving but how be it your mindset your mentality is that of a servant is that of a hireling not of a son the father was like come on what are you telling me kid to celebrate with your friends when the whole estate is before you i pray the lord will open our eyes that we will not fall into that category in the name of jesus but that our eyes are open to see and to know and to understand the resources that have been made available to us that when we put in our mind as priority the father's business we know of a necessity our needs are taken care of our concerns are taken care of i want to say it again and i want to repeat it the bible says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness the kingdom of god and his righteousness is the totality of the father's business he says seek that first he says every other thing will be added it comes with the package have you ever lodged into a hotel you paid the bills for a weekend out in a luxurious hotel and then all of a sudden you never realized that the bill you paid for that weekend the swimming pool came with it you could use the swimming pool you could use the gym you could have breakfast for family of five you could actually even have discounted prices at the spa and you didn't even know can you guys just imagine that so it comes with a package it comes with a package you seek first the kingdom of god and every other thing is added with it it comes with a package your needs are met your concerns are taken care of in the name of jesus because god is not one to send on an errand and not back you up there is a language there is a, a name of god that i love so much in yoruba it says i'm not sure if i got that right well, pardon me but the translation is that he's the one that sends and backs you up he doesn't send you and not back you up he's not an irresponsible father but he's saying be about my business not about your business if we want to be honest with ourselves most of what we call that we are seeking the father is our business we are being very selfish with our demands we're being very self-centered and i think that's what funto was saying during the frame your year as a child is all about me 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 what did you get me what did you buy me what do you have for me what do i do this how do i do this i, I should have this i should have that it's all about me it's a me agenda you're a child of god but you are a child but when you come into sonship it's no longer about me it's about the father's business you are concerned about what the father is doing you are concerned about what is heavy paramount on the mind of the father because you know that you are a stakeholder you understand that the prosperity the advancement of this business includes you can you just imagine 
that your physical father has a, 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 a business, a multinational business, feeding nations, putting food on the table of people, has over 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 a hundred thousand employees and you are a son come on won't you want to know what that father is doing and be involved in it and ensure that that business does not fail because you know that you are a stakeholder you know that of a necessity this business must prosper because your life even your life your future your children, your children's children, their life is at stake. Ask the multinationals, ask the multi-billionaires of the world. They will tell you their family, they try to get their family in line with what they are doing. Why? Because their, their, their children's children, life is secured. Have you not heard those stories? Of, 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 of the, the big, big names we know and then they have endowment funds for their grandchildren have you not met some people and you are wondering and you are looking at them and say oh, your future is sorted <laughs> for life have you met such people I mean you are looking at them and like just, just be coming down you are the daughter of who again the daughter of the daughter of who your future is sorted We've had such conversations, and you tell the person, we are not in the same boat. Eh? <laughs> my own father is not a ten dollar, or my own father is not Dan Kuti, or my own father is not Bill Gates, or my own father is not whatever it is, but your grandfather is that. Almost you are sorted. You are sorted for life. Just becoming. It's the same thing with the father of all. Hallelujah. This is the father's business. The kingdom is the father's business. And he's counting on you, he's counting on me to ensure that this business progresses he says thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven that is the agenda of god if you didn't know it's not heaven that is the agenda of god that his will is done here on earth that the earth experiences the glory of god but who is going to manifest that glory it's you and i and it takes being a son to be able to do that hallelujah and so being a son is about growth. You know, there was something, uh, I know we talked about Jesus, but I just want to share something, you know, that I, that I saw. We've looked at Luke, and I'm just going to look at Luke again as we wrap it up this evening. And, uh, uh, oh, wow. You know, I know I've talked about that before, but I just want to stress it again. I want to stress it again. Oh, I want to stress it again. And I'm really praying that the Holy Spirit would open our eyes to see to see what it is that God is doing. Hallelujah. Of course, we know the story of Jesus. How uh, after his birth and all of that. Luke chapter 2 verse 40. The Bible says, and the child. So Jesus started as a baby. And then he became a child. And then he became a son. He became a baby, a child, a young boy. And then he became his son. Can we see the progress? Can we see how the process is? So he didn't jump from being a baby to becoming a son. So I understand it's a process. But the important thing here is that you are committed to going through that process. That is the, that's the main issue. And so the Bible says, and the child grew. That is all we are saying here. 
The child must grow. The child cannot be a child forever. The child of a necessity must grow. And that growth is not supernatural. That growth, you can't fast forward it. There are no shortcuts to growth. You can't cut corners to growth. You can't say, oh, my, my child is one. There's something I can do. I can do. I can do. I can do. And by next year, my child will be 10. There's, there's, there's no way to that. The child has to grow through process. He has to grow. And the child grew. I love that. And the child grew. It is the responsibility of the child to grow. But can I tell you this? That the way God has created the human body, naturally, the medical science students, um, uh, medical science professionals on this call would agree with me that the cells, the tissues, the organs, of course, of a baby is not the same as a child. And that's why as a baby, you can't give the child beyond milk. Because the organs are not developed yet to manage amala and eba and chicken. And so they say, give milk. But then when the organs begin to grow, so the human body naturally is designed to grow. Naturally. So also spiritually. So when you deprive your spiritual being from the necessary food, then that spiritual, your spiritual being would begin to experience what they call, uh, um, what do they call this thing? Uh, will begin to have, oh, there's a word, it's just kept my head now. Like, growth problems. The child would not grow properly. As an English for it, one can remind me on the, on the child's group. The child will not grow properly. And so the Bible says, and the child grew. And what comes with growth is that he became strong in spirit. Oh, Kandabashatapa. Strong in spirit. There are too many weak spirits. Too many weak spirits being tossed to and fro. That's not the making of a son. You grow. You grow, and one of the evidence of growth, we've seen it here, is becoming a strong spirit, fortified with the word of God, fortified by the Holy Spirit, interaction of the word and the spirit. Remember I said so yesterday, interaction of the word and the spirit. Tomorrow we will look at that again. The effect of the word, what it makes you, who you become. The Bible says, and the child grew and became strong in spirit. And because he's strong in spirit, he will attract what? Wisdom. He was filled with wisdom. Hey, we need wisdom to deal in these times that we're in. And it takes a strong spirit. They said the same thing. The same analogy was used for John the Baptist. He said the boy also grew strong in the spirit. So to be able to handle certain assignments of God, oh, you can't do it with a weak spirit. You need a strong, strong, fortified, fortified spirit, fortified spirit, 
fortified spirit such that you can stand against the, 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 the things that combat against you because we are still in this world. That's what Jesus was saying when he was praying for his disciples in John. He said, these ones are still here. I'm not asking you that you take them. Stunted growth. Thank you so much, Ogogo. That's what I'm looking for. Malnourishment. Stunted growth. That's the word. God bless you. Thank you so much. You have stunted growth. The child would not develop properly. It's the same thing spiritually. So there's a, a level of stamina that is needed. It's like a child walking. When the child is still a baby, he's trying to carry, you know, he wobble, he wobble. But when the child is strong, gradually, the grip is firmer. Same thing in the spirit. Your grip is firmer. In the name of Jesus, you can handle certain things. You are not running helter-skelter to your pastor. There's a level when that is accepted. Any small thing. Ah, pastor. Hey, pastor. I want to travel. Pastor, pray for me. I want to go to the toilet. Pastor, pray for me. I want to marry. Pastor, pray for me. There's a level you get to. Yes, you can start out that way. But after a way, you have certain grip on the word of God. Hallelujah. You have certain grip on the word of God. You by yourself can say, I'm a son of God. I've said it. I think it was on day two. No one has a corner of God. Not even Pastor Adeboye. He has just shown us that he has exercised his use of his sonship more. That's all. That's all. He doesn't have, he doesn't have better access to God than you. Not anyone. We have all been called sons by virtue of the death of Christ. Pastor Debwe has just shown us, just as Jesus has come to show us, that it is by your use, by your constant exposure, by your desire, by your pull, by your sonship level, that you can pull certain things. And it just looks like some are more favored. Glory to God. And it seems like they have a corner on God. He says the child grew and became strong in the spirit. Had a grip on certain things. He's not wobbling. He's not, he's not trying to get his stamina. He's, he's, he's standing. You know what the Bible says in Ephesians? says we all come to the full stature of Christ. That's where we are going. That is the pattern Jesus himself went through. From being a baby to being a child to being a young boy and then to becoming a son. We are all committed. We all have to commit to that pattern of growth. To be able to have the Father's recommendation. Whereby He can say, you are my son. I am pleased with you. That is what I want to hear. I'm going to get that one that He will say in heaven. Come into your, 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 your rest. I'm going to have that one. Fine. But while I'm here, I want Him to say to me, I'm pleased with you. You have come into that level, that realm of sonship. It takes commitment. It takes deliberate growth. The child grew, became strong in spirit. He was filled with wisdom. Oh, I don't know how much I want to emphasize this. The importance of wisdom in dealing with matters of this world. See how relationship and marital issues have become like, 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 like water conversations. All over social media. And people are beginning to wonder who is a Christian, who is not a Christian. 
that beginning to wonder can we even trust can marriages even work people are now coming with all manner of human philosophies about marriage about business about politics ah christians cannot go into politics so what are you telling me speaking like one who is defeated like one who, who, who is in bondage no strong in spirit filled with wisdom filled with wisdom can we see wisdom can we see strong spirit can we remember what pharaoh said to joseph can we find such a man in whom the spirit of god is the spirit of god was expressed in entrepreneurship it was expressed in solving governmental issue it was expressed in bringing about global solution to a global problem that's what we're talking about that's how you give expressions to the to the wisdom of christ it's not just about getting things it's not just about amassing material wealth the wisdom of christ is much more than that when he says you will be my witnesses in jerusalem in judea it's not just about preaching christ I told you the other day, salvation is at different level. There's salvation of the soul, salvation from sin. But there's also political salvation. There's governmental salvation. There's educational salvation. There's salvation in the entertainment industry. We need to preach Christ in every sphere of influence. Hallelujah. Because Christ is the end of all things. He's the summation of everything. Everything was made by Him and there was nothing made that was not made by Him. It was made for Him and by Him. And so at the end of the day, the focal point is Christ. We are coming back to Christ. Everything must point to Christ. And when we say spiritual things, spiritual things is not kalabashantali, kalababa. Spiritual things is not being in church on Sunday and being in church on Wednesday. That's not all there is to spiritual things. Hallelujah. Our entire life, entire experience is spiritual. And the spiritual governs the physical. The more we come to that realization, the child grew. He grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was evident upon him. When you grow, when you become strong in spirit, wisdom will seek you. Wisdom will be your watchword. People will hear you and say, wow, did we see that with Jesus? Was he the first teacher of the law to be speaking the bible says we've not had anyone he speaks with so much authority he was so different that's how you differentiate yourself in your sphere of influence you enter into a business area and they're like why is her own so different that's how you exhibit your sonship through wisdom and then when you talk about that the next thing is that you see grace and i'm going to end on that note and then we will come back to it tomorrow we have so watered down the importance of grace. We've put grace forward and put growth behind. No. Growth comes before grace. Grace is the evidence of growth. Did someone hear that? Grace is the evidence of growth. So gone are the days when we begin to say, Oh, by the grace of God, and we're just talking laziness. And we'll do it oh, by and by. Mm, by the grace of God. It's a lie. That is an excuse to be lazy. It's like saying, hey, everything is up to God. And God is looking at you and saying, up to me, that's what happened. What is up to me? I'm waiting on you. You say you're waiting on me. I'm waiting on you to take the first step. I'm waiting on you to go in the direction of what I've asked you to do. Oh, we are waiting on God. Oh, we are waiting on God. And God is looking at you. 
It's like saying that Abraham is waiting on God to give him Isaac. And so he just sees that. We think waiting is a passive position. No, waiting is active. Did you know all the things that Abraham became in the process of waiting? Did we see all the activities? Did we see all that he did? He changed 317 servants in his house. He went into battle with five kings. He met Melchizedek. Oh, what are you telling me? God so blessed him so much, so much that lot that was with him was also super blessed. What are you telling me? Before Isaac showed up, interceded for Lot, delivered him and his family, hosted God. What are you telling me? And you're telling me he was waiting. You think he, the waiting process is just, yeah, man, well, let's just be waiting. No. Waiting period is an active period. And so we see in this, the child grew, became strong in spirit, attracted wisdom, was filled with wisdom, and the grace became evident. Naturally, you don't need to begin to pray, God give me grace. The grace will be evident. Hallelujah. People will see it and say, ah, this person is operating under grace. Grace is the evidence of growth. So don't put grace forward. Excuse me. Don't put grace before and be saying by the grace of God. No. Commit to growth. When you grow and you become strong in spirit, hallelujah, and then you are filled with wisdom, you begin to interact with wisdom. Oh, the wisdom that is from above is first, first of all peaceable. We're talking about, do you understand what this wisdom is all about? Hey, Jesus, I spent more than 30 minutes. This wisdom we're talking about is the wisdom that created the heavens and the earth. Hey! Do you get what I'm saying? The Bible says Christ has been made unto you and I. Wisdom. Christ has been made unto you and I. Wisdom. So what are we saying? The wisdom we are talking about here is not the wisdom. We are talking about the wisdom that created the heavens and the earth. We are talking about the wisdom that formed everything that you can see and that you cannot see. And God says that that is the wisdom we are operating by. And you think that if you operate in that wisdom, you will not be, you will not stand out. Ha! The Bible says when you commit to growth, you become strong in your spirit. You are filled with wisdom. Ah, naturally, grace is seen. Grace is seen. It's evident to all. It's evident to all. And the grace of God naturally will come upon you. People will see it and say, this person carries grace. Have you ever heard that word? Grace grace you would do much more but it will be with ease paul said i labor more than you all not i but the grace of god so the grace of god means that you labor more the grace of god does not mean that you are lazy the grace of god does not mean that you are folding your arms and waiting on god the grace of god means that you labor more but when you labor more you don't feel it because ease ease is released grace is released but you labor more you labor more and you are producing more you are more effective the reason why you are tired the reason why you are complaining the reason why you are saying i cannot do this is because you've not experienced grace and i'm telling you grace comes as a result of growth glory to god hallelujah i need to stop here it's already 14 minutes we'll continue tomorrow ah i just enjoy the word of god oh lord i just enjoy the word of God. This has been such an amazing series. I mean, I'm just loving it. I'm just loving it. I'm just loving it. Thank you so much 
for joining in. Uh, we had a wonderful time. Thank you. Yes, I've been reading all our comments. What we doing while we are waiting 